0: In one there's of there's fluid starters. involved in your mechanism for generating power, you're not going to have carpeting in your engine. <laughs> hey everybody, it's I the engineering, engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Brian. I almost just said, it's Adam. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? Uh, so this is uh, one of our shorty episodes that we uh, started doing a little while ago. Just go back to the first one labeled Shorty, and we'll explain it to you at length. But these, uh, these thanks are for great. Out for another one.
1: These are great when you're looking for a little bit of time to fill, but don't want to just listen to us ramble at each other for an hour. Exactly. So special thanks, as always, to our backers on Patreon that make this stuff
0: possible. Get over there. You can drop as little as a dollar to make sure we can keep doing this stuff. I feel like that's a harsh way to say it.
1: Hmm. You've got to give people a reason to do things, or they don't do them. That's fair. That's to pretty proven. To keep this going, get over there, drop us the dollar. Yeah, to keep us. I would say keep keep growing to keep us growing. St- there you go. Growing. I like it. Yeah, but in the meantime, enjoy this, shorty. Uh, you've got made in China on here. Made What's in that? China.
0: Uh, okay. So there was a there was a video going around. We'll share it again on Facebook. That Wired put up. And I think it was called Made in China. I don't remember. It was a little two-minute blurb that was just about, like, here's some Chinese technology things. And I can't remember if they specifically referred to this or if it's just a thought that I had. But it's not really a thing that people are talking about. And it it has to do—I'm going to try not to get, like, political with it. It has to do with (laughs) the idea of how we move, quote, move manufacturing jobs back to the States. Mm -hmm. And there's a problem in there. Nobody seems to be pointing out, which is like China is a country full of (laughs) grownups, like other humans (laughs) that are trying to do the same stuff that we are. Like they have their own companies and their own companies are leveraging the same production infrastructure to make devices that they're trying to sell to us the same way Apple is trying to sell to us. Right. So it's nice to think that you could keep Apple's jobs in the U.S. by taxing them if they leave. And and let's let's talk about why they want to leave, right? China <laughs> focused for decades on putting in place a really effective and cheap, partially because of human rights considerations, workforce for building gadgets, building things for
1: other countries and
0: shipping them out, manufacturing. A lot
1: of countries have gone through that.
0: So right now the cheapest possible way to get a gadget done is to make it in China, ship it back to the States. And there's this idea that we can fix the fact that Americans aren't getting those manufacturing jobs by taxing companies such that they keep their manufacturing processes in the States or something like that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And so there's kind of two problems with that, which is, one, they, they're they not taking into account that there are Chinese companies with run by Chinese business people that also want to make money and that they're going to leverage their own cheap-ass manufacturing infrastructure to make phones possibly just as good as Apple's. So what happens when you tell Apple that they can't make their products in China is not only does the price have to go up because people cost more in the U.S., But also China is still going to be using that cheap manufacturing. Like Chinese companies are going to use Chinese manufacturing to make equivalent products that they're going to try to sell to us. And they're going to be cheaper. So like, we're not just making the American thing more expensive to the extent that people stop buying it. We're also opening the window for China to go, but here's a cheap, just as good alternative. Like, even if you tax the stuff, like, the idea is, but there'll be an import tax on that, so they won't make that much money. But I don't know that people understand the offset. Like, an iPhone that's made in the U.S. is going to have to cost $1,500. And even if we put a 20% tax on everything that comes in from China, it's still going to be way cheaper than that phone. And if it's just as good, people are going to buy that. And now Chinese companies are making uh, money instead of American companies.
1: This is a pretty hard topic to A, not be political on (laughs) and and B, to just in general talk about because it's really complicated. I mean, if you're talking about like embroidering a red hat with your stupid message, you can do that. That's pretty easy to look at. Like, what does a hat cost? Where do I get it done? What kind of embroidery machines? When you're talking about sourcing a smartphone, like arguably one of the more complex things mankind has ever produced, that is wildly difficult. And and to move that to another country and then guess at what the price is going to be, predict what the price and the availability and the labor costs and the technology costs, that's that's pretty much impossible. You know, you're going to well, move Well, so let's it,
0: just talk ask. about Make America Great Again hats, right? <laughs> because I've literally looked at the price of this because we've been making this engineering merch. Like, I, we are taking a concession based on the way that we do our products. But if I were to... Mass-produce Make America Great Again hats. In China, they would literally cost pennies per hat. Currently in the Zengineering store for a Zengineering hat, we're charging $25, and we're making $3 of profit off of that. So I can't, by using U.S.-made manufacturers and doing it not as in bulk, I can't get the price of just what it costs us to get that hat made and out the door to you. It costs us $20. Her hat.
1: What's the hat that
0: you made? It just has this engineering logo on it. It's sexy. You should buy one. What's the other one you made? <laughs> uh, okay, this is even better because it's really close to the Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> we made a hat that looks just like uh, the Make America Great Again hat, but it just says Elon Musk on it. Yeah, much better. Much better message. I think he's the only one that can save us.
1: Um, But that hat, basic... Red hat. Hey, if, wait, wait. Before we move on, what if we made a variation of the hat that just said Elon's Musk <laughs> with <an> apostrophe? <laughs> we should just sell. We should sell. We should that sell might, a, let's put a, that up a, there and on. see which one goes. <laughs> <Elon's> <laughs> <Musk>. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, even that hat, which is a very simple red hat, white, single color embroidery stitching. I think we're charging $22 for our hats. And that's honestly what it costs out the door because it's an American made hat. The embroidery is done in the U S it's shipped in the U S. If we were to order those by the thousand out of China, they would cost a buck 50 a hat and we could give them to you for $5. You'd have the exact same hat, but made in China. Um, I don't know how that correlates to gadgets, but, Anyway, so I feel like there were a lot of articles going around that were explaining like how much things would cost if we stopped making them in China. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about that. The part that I feel like people aren't talking about is what I was saying. China is also full of grown-ups with companies. That, there is a Chinese Apple, and yeah. they're able to make a product as good as Apple, way cheaper, because they're going to be able to use China's manufacturing that they're trying to tell our companies we can't use.
1: That's the interesting component that comes into this. I, I like that you grabbed on that one because I think a lot of people, and I, I think I do this too. It's it's kind of a, uh, uh, it's just a perspective that's incorrect. I think of the rest of the world as providing things to the United States, as opposed to having their own cultures and cities and companies, and like you said, as opposed to there being regular adults there that are also buying smartphones from the Chinese Apple company. And that's true. There's tons of it. And in fact, there are three times as many Chinese people. And yes, their demographics might be spread slightly differently right now, but not for very long. And so if right. we make, so if think we make about how much money they make
0: and how much of that budget they can allocate to marketing, they're going to just start selling us stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen because that's how they continue to grow the same way that we're like, Oh, Apple's rolled out in China. Now they're selling iPhones. Like they can also do that this direction. And so there really is this problem to have where it's like, this is where it gets political, but it's related to this engineering topic sort of forever, which yeah. is like, there just can be no answer to any of these problems that doesn't take into effect connectedness, like yeah. a global society. See, the idea that we're going to say, it costs you more to get your stuff in here now, so you're going to stop doing it. It's not going to stop them from doing it. And if you make that decision and the math doesn't work out, it can be a giant fuck up instead of just being like, everything is going to diffuse. Chinese companies are going to sell stuff and we're going to buy it. American companies are going to sell stuff and they're going to buy it. And people in India are going to do programming for the other people. It's like the idea that outsourcing isn't going to happen, isn't helping any sort of policy decision Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's just, it's the bubble popped Now the workforce and production force has diffused globally. You can be just as good a programmer in Iceland as you are in the states, and it's way cheaper to live in Iceland. Mm-hmm. So the numbers are going
1: to be different. Yeah, I have an interesting stat on auto manufacturers. Uh, I I've, I've, through through my job, I see a lot of uh, manufacturing distribution information, and if you look at like big big manufacturers like auto manufacturers by the time you get down this will be too dense for people to follow never mind forget it <laughs> no do it i want to know <laughs> so uh so if you look at uh like the distrib- like the supply chain for big manufacturing companies like apple and gm and ford and stuff uh the companies that they're by buying supply from. supply
0: chain you mean like Every little piece of a smartphone which is
1: made up of thousands
0: of really complicated pieces comes from another company that yeah. all they
1: do is make those pieces. Yes. Same with your car. Right. Like your car the radio is made
0: unit that the, the Yeah, well a car is a better one, right? The tires, the springs, the struts, the door panels, the plastic on the inside right. of the car. They all come from a plastic company, a door panel company, a strut company, whatever, right? And then they're yes. just assembled at these manufacturing plants, right? And, then, I mean, and yeah. then you have
1: that same layer again, right? So you buy a finished car, but then if you just pulled the radio out of your car, all of that radio was probably bought from a company that makes radios. But that radio company also then had to buy the thousand parts that went into its radio. And, so, and that keeps repeating over and over again. <laughs> and when you look at major products like cars and phones and... televisions and stuff that had all these like complex modern products by the time you get to that that second tier of manufacturing like apple say a car manufacturer buys a radio and then the radio company buys its parts from someone else by the time you get to that that third layer of companies uh you're basically in almost every country on earth as someone supplying a part into something so the idea of like make cars in america is really a false At some Uh, level, it's completely
0: impossible because we can't get, I mean, like, especially with phones, there are rare metals in your phone that are doing a very specific thing, even if it's only a few molecules of gold, right? And we just can't get enough gold in the United States to do that. They have to get it from India, Afghanistan, or Africa. So, on some
1: level... The more you dig into this stuff, too, the more you realize how it's scarce. What was the...
0: Uh, there's some made up molecule that Iron Man needed to get his reactor to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not made up. It's just not invented yet. Uh, the, anyway, uh, so
0: so I feel like that turned into a soapbox type topic, but it's but yeah. it relates to what we're talking about here, right? Which is like you have to take the connectedness and the diffusion of that market and that workforce and that production infrastructure into account with every decision you're making. And the idea of like, oh, we're just going to cut off a limb. Like, how well does that work with trees? How well does it work with funguses? How well does it work with the internet? Like, you just, these things that have spread out the way that we always end up talking about. The only way that you ever get, like, a weed to stop growing in your yard is to kill the
1: entirety of that weed. It's to kill so, the whole yard, basically. <laughs> right. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> How interesting! When you start to look at like, I mean, I'm obsessed with manufacturing. I've been working in manufacturing and like data analysis, manufacturing for a decade now. But when you when you go past the idea of just the things, like the parts, right? Like people forget. Uh, I think a lot of people forget that you have to like get these raw materials. Like there are coal miners for coal, but there's also like gold miners and polonium miners and aluminum miners, and so like physically every single thing in your house that is a a thing a thing that's recognizable like this stapler this bowl this light bulb this this computer screen this like stamped metal pin that looks like a bee all of that shit was dug out of the earth and like formed from crap that we found in rocks and dirt and little seams of metals that we found around the planet and that stuff's often really really rare like there's certain elements that you can get everywhere like you can get some steel all over the you can get iron all over the planet you can get aluminum kind of all over the planet. But you know what? Like, diamonds. People love diamonds. Diamonds only exist in, like, three spots on planet Earth because of, like, a weird volcanic activity that's required to make them. Same thing happens with, like, a bunch of weird elements that go into your smartphone. They're just... Some of them are only here because asteroids landed on yeah. the Earth. <laughs> and you just can't get that shit in America. So so if someone's, like, the polonium miners of America want to bring polonium mining back to the United States, like, there isn't any polonium in There America isn't Earth. any
0: polonium. They can't mine it.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> So we're back to Elon Musk, because his solution is a
0: company he backs, I believe, that does asteroid mining. One of the things he wants to do with SpaceX is fly to asteroids to get rare materials that we need to build things and bring them back so we can build things with them. That's going to be a hot industry. So let's counter the idea of bringing manufacturing back to the States and bring asteroid mining to the States.
1: Yeah, how are people going to feel when we start outsourcing our mining to to asteroid colonies? Not good. That's you should watch The Expanse. That's what it's about. Um,
0: oh, like I started wa- watching that. It's 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 a uh, definitely more science
1: fiction. It's like real than My wife
0: can handle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got that good grungy sci-fi space feeling where right, like the spaceships are dirty and look like industrial machines it's very like Battlestar galactica yeah i dig it i watched one episode it's not
0: it, it resulted in me going back to watch star trek and it it really makes you realize
1: how impeccably clean everything <laughs> is. You never see any maintenance staff, but God damn is the Enterprise spotless. I appreciate that about the new Star Trek movies because when they go to engineering, it actually looks like a giant engineering facility For as opposed to tubes. like a clean carpeted room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's carpeting in the engine room on any ships around town. Oh, So don't carpet your engine room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh oh, that was a good shorty right oh, oh. man that uh thanks really... for
0: hanging out for another one Woo! damn uh,
1: i can hardly contain myself thanks
0: as always to our special thanks as always to our backers on patreon who uh throw us as
1: little as a buck to
0: help keep this thing going yay follow us in the places and talk to us on the socials and help There's us no improve way. this thing
1: and growing and growing and growing and
0: growing. We, this place, this, this these shorties, honestly, only even exist
1: because people
0: are asking for them.
1: Yay, shorties! Asking, ye shall receive. Mission accomplished. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. Peace out.